This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we're going to be talking about a plethora of things. We got the NBA Draft Lottery coming up soon. That's coming up on Tuesday, uh, the 16th. Right now, it's the 12th. So we're going to be previewing that, making some bold predictions, making some predictions of who will have the number one uh, pick. We also got a mock draft coming out uh, the day after. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll at least be recording the day after. So it'll come out Thursday. Yeah, should come out. official order for the NBA draft. Should come out uh, on Thursday. We're going to be doing one through 14. Uh, So check that out when that comes out on Thursday. Uh, We're going to be predicting the draft lottery now, seeing how we do. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about the Spurs. Can they challenge the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals? And then finally, we're going to be talking about Kyle Lauer because he said he's going to be opting out. Uh, I know Jake Neverman uh, on Twitter asked us to talk about the possibility of him going to the 76 or so. It should be a great podcast. But let's jump into the NBA draft lottery happening, like I said, on the 16th, the Tankathon countdown is on three days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, and 22 seconds from now. We will know the order. And looking at this, there's a crazy ton of scenarios that can happen. The Lakers can lose their pick. The Pelicans can have uh, a top three pick if mm-hmm. they get it. Looking at all of the scenarios that are out there, what do you think is the most craziest one? Just one. I know, obviously, you can have a crazy draft I say, order. I want a combo no, no, no. Just, to go down. Just one, Dave. One <laughs> right. crazy scenario that you think can really affect one team or many teams if it happens. Oh, man, that's tough. Because like I feel like it has to be the Pelicans. I feel like if they somehow magic their you know way into a ping pong ball. Ping if it's rigged, because you're looking yeah. at a, a, conspiracy. a conspiracy theory. In the top three, and the Kings lose out on that second pick, mm-hmm. that would be devastating. Mm-hmm. Outright devastating for this Kings organization. Because we even said it. We, we've almost turned over a new leaf on this team. We, we sort of like them a little, but on the low key. Yeah, uh, yeah we won't, we won't public, you won't publicly admit it yet. But. Well, hey, I mean, Buddy Heald looked decent when he was a king. I'll yep, say that. Yep. So Ricky's favorite player was, was, was looking at that. Award winner. Put some uh, respect on that name, Sean. Looking at all the crazy scenarios, do you agree with Dave that the Pelicans getting the a mean, top three pick would be one of them? It would. I don't know about crazy, but it's one of those things where... I do think that if they get the top three, one of the top three picks, that it really hurts the Kings because the Kings, to me, are one of those teams that need the one-two. I think my most craziest situation is if New York gets the number one. The turmoil that we've been talking about all season, and then they get Markel Fultz falling right into their lap. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Derek. Here comes Fultz. And 32 years later, after mm-hmm. uh, the draft was rigged for them to get Ewing. Patrick that, Ewing. That'd be oh, my crazy. God. That, I didn't even think I about get that. I get him. Silver can do it. Yes, you can do it. <laughs> he, he can pull da- Stern. David Stern sitting there rubbing his shoulders like, come on, Adam. You know you want <laughs> I to. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, I think the craziest one that, that that could happen is Boston losing their pick. because we oh, talked. I, I kind of hope it happens. We Sorry, talked Boston. about we talked about the, the whole, well, you're just butthurt that your team sucks. But um, well, You bit. don't mean you, losing their pick. You mean dropping off. Dropping off. Losing the number one pick yeah. because I mean this has been the number one pick since the season started because Brooklyn's terrible <laughs> um, and yeah they ended nicely but they even ending nicely they still finished what like four games ahead of, of the second worst team you guys got time we go have, check out the last we have Game to of Zones go to episode. practice tomorrow we lose to the Nuggets yeah check out the Game of Zones episode it was awesome we're not sponsored by Game of Zones but it's anyways awesome. um, I don't we, watch we just that find it funny I don't watch that or Game of Thrones I'm out of nerd um, but oh my God. Um, I think the craziest is Boston losing their pick because it's been mm-hmm. pretty much set up we even had a topic with Will Boston get the number one pick? They have a twenty five percent chance of getting mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, last year it, it stayed chalk, which was pretty boring. Yeah, um, I'm hoping for a little bit of fun this year. A little yeah, bit a little, of something, a little, a little crazy. A little bit of something. But the thing with Boston though is, you know, this is a pick that it's been shot for Jimmy Butler. This has been a, sh- uh, a pick that was shot for Paul George. And now if they lose that number one pick, they don't get Markel Fultz. Now you're going to see so many people in Boston like we should have traded it earlier. You know, we knew this could have happened. We should have gotten a star when we had the chance. Now you know we we can get Josh Jackson, but is he good enough, and, and does he fit our team like a, a Markel Fultz? Yeah, like do, you know, so many different things can happen. Just drafted Jalen Brown. Do we want Josh Jackson? Yeah, do we want, and, you know. And ooh. since they're so close, and since they're a playoff team, and since they're still currently in the playoffs, yep, you know, this would, this would be such a kick in the ass if they mm-hmm. got the number one pick. And you know, since we were talking about it so much, I think that'd be the craziest thing seeing Boston fall and seeing that that Boston pick fall because then maybe Boston and Billy King's uh, reign as as the Nets GM looks a little bit, a little bit better if he didn't well, get the number one pick. And it, it's exactly what. <laughs> you said because let's say Boston everything does stay chalk they keep the number one pick yeah then we can still be in talks of 
Jimmy Butler, Paul We can trade it. 4A George, 4A Butler. If you're at number four, then that pick becomes a little bit less valuable than that number one. It does. It it does. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, I I think if you're still in that two zone, I think you can still get... uh, I think they could still be used for a Paul George, Jimmy Butler thing. No, but I'm saying if it's at a four, it's one of those things where, huh, maybe I don't have to give up as much... for that fourth overall pick that I would have if it was the number one but or if, number two. if they stay in top three, I think they have a pretty good chance of still swinging yeah. that for a superstar, mm-hmm. and they still have like a 64% chance if of, they of staying in the top three. That, you know, and yeah. that's the thing, like this whole playoff run, uh, I've heard a lot of the Celtics fans, anytime they lose a game, it's like, doesn't even matter. We're not even supposed to be this far. <laughs> yeah. We're number one seed. We're still rebuilding. Suck at Philadelphia. Like all of these, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It, it's just the Boston-like thing. And it's like, I get it. You guys are, you know, still technically rebuilding. You've got a, mm-hmm. a great role player cast around with guys stepping up left and right. And you have a star, well, and, and, a star in Isaiah yeah. Thomas and, and an all-star in, in, in Al Horford. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like, so if they get the one, they cement that they could cement, you know, this next generation, get Mark Helfoltz and really continue growing. Or they could trade for that superstar if, you know, they, they can push it and really think we're going all in with IT, superstar, Horford. That's our big three. We're gonna take it. Like, I just I love the possibilities for them to have options with that number one. Well, yep. And the thing that I look at also, let's say they keep the pick and fall to the number four, then it gets to a spot. Okay, do we go ahead and take a point guard like De'Aaron Fox? Because to me, there's De'Aaron Fox is a good point guard. I like him coming out of Kentucky. But there is obviously a fall off between having either Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball compared to a De'Aaron Fox. Well, I think they're more finished. I mean, I think De'Aaron Fox is probably a better scorer than Lonzo Ball, but then again, we talk about his leadership. Mm-hmm. We talk about his uh, ability well, to facilitate an it, offense. But That's if, they something... get, if they get the four, take Fox, maybe it forces them to say, well, maybe we got to re-sign IT. Well, instead well, of that whole, well, do we need them because we'd have a faults or even a ball the question behind mark them. from yeah. it? I think that that could be a fair discussion. Because, yeah. like you said, he Fox mm-hmm. isn't as finished as a ball or a fault. It'd be interesting. I, I think Boston. That's why Boston is the the most because you mm-hmm. know you can mention New York going up there, but it's such a long thing for them. to I mean, that's what a five point three percent chance of them getting a number mm-hmm. one pick. I mean, we've seen it before with the Bulls. With, it was point eight percent of them getting the number number one pick. Got the hometown kid. Um, that's something that you know we we obviously you know. Seen before, but again, think it's a little far fetched. But you're, again, you're a conspiracy theorist, so well, we're hey, not too that far would be, out of it. <laughs> this would be just like everyone's talking about. Oh, what if the Lakers lose their pick? Conspiracy theory: Lakers. There's a hometown kid. Let's give them to you right at number well, one. What I want to, what I want to talk about is, I don't know about that, but I, what I want to talk about is kind of that Laker Philadelphia fiasco mm-hmm. because how important, fiasco. How like important it. would it be if the Lakers did fall out of top three and and the 76ers yeah. got that pick? How much does that mean for the 76ers and their rebuild? You know, being able to get two players because you mentioned the possibility of getting a guy like Fox and Monk. In yeah, I mean, if they, if they landed somewhere like four or five or anywhere above that, that'd be fantastic for them. I think Philly, honestly, that bonus pick is just bonus. It's pure bonus because they have what they assume it's is their the core. Name bonus. I'm pretty sure that's. A I bonus mean, I'm just pick. clarifying. <laughs> some some people, you know, have some questions Wouldn't about understand. what I meant yeah. by bonus. Yeah, maybe, it's in addition to. It means bonus. Uh, yeah, I think that, look, they love their core. I know they haven't seen them play at all, but it's Ben Simmons, it's Embiid, it's Saric, and even, come on, they, they've had, uh, oh my god, just, I'm going through their bench in my mind, I'm like, and that's the problem, is their starters McConnell, is their bench Roko. at the same time. McConnell, Roko, Roko um, yeah. They've got such a yeah. deep group of guys who are all young, and it's just like, we can continue adding more to this. They do need to kind of solidify the one, too. I know, you know, Ben will play the one on offense, but they still need a double guard, at least something like that. So I think if they could go out and get the possible pairing of a Monk and Fox, guys who already have that chemistry together... That might be something special because, I mean, we, we I love the story from college with mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Eulis and Devin Booker, best friends, reunited in the NBA, and now Philly could have a chance to draft them both back-to-back. Well, and the thing that I look at for, it's kind of a double-edged sword where, on the one hand, if L.A. loses the pick, catastrophic. You have a new coach coming in this year. You had all this well, promise. Say it's yeah, he came for in for G- this year. Yeah, yeah. New, new GM, too. you got Magic Johnson mm-hmm. coming in. Rebuilding the team, he even had comments about uh, Lonzo Ball this past week, where he said, "Well, we're not drafting Lavar. Teams are drafting Lonzo, and you got to remember that." So it'd be catastrophic for them. They lose out on any player mm-hmm. in that top three, 
But for Philly, if they get a double pick, I think it kind of accelerates things. And it's like the timetable gets moved. If up. you don't like, I know it's one of those things where if they get the double pick, people are going to say, "Well, they're an automatic playoff team." No. But if they don't make morons the playoffs, say that. it's still the East. Morons it, say that. It's the East. No, guys, morons say that. The Bulls falling bad. The, no, hey, no, hey, no they're two, bad. No, point. Their two best players are hurt. No, I know. Get we don't those, know what that team is. Get those back plus two more in the no. lottery. Get, the the hype would be real. The, the hype would be real. Insane. But anyone saying they're making the playoffs in the first year doing that, I bet that's, you. Look, I un- bet you. There's people. And what that I'm would saying say is those people are morons. That's but, all I'm saying. But we mm-hmm. saw awesome performance out of Sarge. TLC looked really good at the end of the season. He was putting up like 16.8 okay. points a game for the last 15 games. But their I'm two best saying, players are injured. We don't know if they. If, if Joel Embiid has played 32 games in three years. If the stars align and you get a healthy Ben Simmons yes. and a healthy Joel Embiid with TLC, Dario, Roko, if they stay healthy that's a and lot then you to add ask. two rookies who have the potential that these two have i'm sorry they were already a 30 win team like there's are you saying that adding two more players with with a lot team. of money 28 win team 2018 30 nah, same 30. difference not 30 but are you saying that with two new rookies and a lot a lot a lot of money to spend in free agency that they couldn't get 10 more wins? I'm saying, more wins? I'm saying if Philly fans are saying if this team doesn't make the playoffs, it is a bust. Oh, yeah, no, that's hilarious. That's, I'm saying that's moronic. Yeah, I don't know why I we're agree. having an argument I just here. like defending it's Philly. T- it's, it's defending Philly. I'm just saying it's it, they make their team <laughs> unreal, and they should be making the playoffs in two years. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying this team should make it in the playoffs with our rookie who hasn't played a game, you the need two rookies we, we haven't drafted, people. and yep. the, our, you know, our star player who's played 32 games in three years. That's ridiculous. That's moronic to yep. say that this team's making the playoffs. Playoffs yep. for sure. That's idiotic. No, I Could they? Well, for sure. Could they contend? Yes. But I'm not I'm saying if you're saying well, I don't want to talk about this any longer. I'm just saying it's well, moronic. So no, the thing, we're wait, going to the Lakers. No, no, no. I just want to say one last thing on it. It's not a for sure thing, but I think, like I said, it puts the pedal on the gas to where now we start mentioning that P word in the same sentence with the 76ers. We were mentioning as for it last year. We had a, I, I we, wasn't mentioning We had a segment, we can Joel Embiid bring the 76ers to the playoffs? We they talked were about fired. And the they answer was the, no. They were the best team for, like, what, a month stretch? And, and he, could have, and they he could have is done their it. biggest oh, question yeah. mark because of injuries. Yeah, and yeah. so is Ben yeah. Simmons, and so is the two rookies they dropped. All right. There's, we get it. <laughs> All going right, so to the Lakers. Lakers. Going to the Lakers. How uh, bad? When we talk about the Lakers, obviously Ricky mentioned it, You know, the possibility of getting number one, would they take Alonzo Ball just because he's a hometown kid? Please no. You know, looking at this, they can potentially lose out on a top three pick um when when you when you look at the Lakers situation mm-hmm. um you look at obviously you know having to stay in this this short region and having 46 percent chance of staying in that top three if the if, if what are you really hoping for like what, what's what's the goal I mean, is it just stay in the top three doesn't matter where we place yeah I, I think the Lakers obviously they've got the interest in Lonzo Ball because he has the closest relationship to the team to the area has said he wants to but, play there and he, and he said he wants to play there over anybody else but the thing to me is like I want them to take the best fit, and I, I hope they keep their top three, and I think it's going to be tinfoil hat Ricky theory. They're not going to lose it because the mm-hmm. commission wants L.A. to be popular because it's the second biggest market. Because the Clippers can't win. And the Clippers can't win. Yeah. But if so, we're saying that, then wouldn't New York get the number one pick every year? Wouldn't New York at least get no. a top three pick? I mean, if, if they want York, big markets. New York still... draws regardless, and they've got Carmelo. They've got Porzingis. Like, it, Porzingis I'm doesn't even saying. draw. It's all mellow, to I'm be ju- fair. I'm just saying. Hey, that, that ping pong ball that won the, 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 yep. the, the Bulls, the number one pick, that was the New York ball. I understand. Just my, saying, my they point bounce being, a little differently. I feel like if, if it truly is. They're a little bit is, more full of hot air in yeah, the, uh, If New it York. truly is, like, I feel every once in a while they throw a little spice in there. Like, let's just make sure that L.A. keeps this. Because think about this. If they don't keep that pick, their core is what they're stuck with. And not only are they screwed this year, but then their uh, pick, I think, next year gets moved over mm-hmm. to the Magic. Um, I'm not entirely sure. There, there's, yeah. there's like a play with the Magic because it was that uh, multiple team trade. I don't know how it was works that out. Was Dwight yeah. Howard one? They don't yeah. have their first round pick next year. Yeah. Okay. So, Thanks I mean, for clearing that up. That's right. where it gets a little scary. So I feel like if they're stuck in that situation, you've already got two bad contracts. You now have no ammo to move those, pe- move those contracts. Mm-hmm. Your core is what you're stuck with. And let's be honest, you underperformed. Really, really, really badly. Well, do you think that, that that brings in the discussion that we had last week? You know, if if Porzingis is on the trade block and New York's willing to trade him, which we're not saying he is, um, do you think then they maybe make a drastic move of moving as many pieces as possible to get another player that fits along with Brandon Ingram? Like, do you think they try to uh, no, make that I, I hail think, mary pass? I think at that point, their their only hope is to uh, hold out for Paul George. 
and hope he really, really wants to come home. Ricky, what's your thoughts about this when you're looking at the Lakers? Like, if they lose this pick, they or, can't or lose what, it. What, 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 well, if they, they lose it, no, no, what, if, what they do, if they do, well, they don't have a choice of if they lose it or not. <laughs> like, they Magic just says, nah, re roll that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, re But I think it's catastrophic to them because the, the point that they would be in the draft then is 28th, and mm-hmm. you're not going to get someone. Who would come in and contribute right away? It's not likely you're going to get a staple to that team. I don't know if Magic's the kind of guy, though, that just sits there and goes, hey, you know what? We're going to wait for Paul George. I think something starts to move. Of course, they're not going to do anything drastic like trading Brandon Ingram or trading um, D. Russell and shaking things up. But something would need to happen because it's like, oh, shit, we got to hit a button because now everything has changed. And since we talked about expectations with the 76ers and kind of taking all that in, and before we get to the bull predictions and, and just predictions in general, mm-hmm. looking at the expectations for the Lakers, whether they get the pick or not get the pick, is it still playoffs in two to three years, or is that changed after the season we just saw? I think this season we saw was a little disappointing. I mean, partially because of the they way they started the team, off hot. They start off hot, but I think it's partially because of the way they responded to the midseason and, you know, with the moving of Lou Williams and watching how far they fell off the map. And it was a lot of time given to rookies who are younger players, not all of them are rookies. But like Brandon Ingram, we watched him kind of develop over the year and I saw enough where I'm hopeful for him. I think mm-hmm. he's still going to be super talented. I don't think he's, he's going to be 19 too. He's only 19, but it, I mean the early expectations for him were I mean yeah we were out of our minds yeah. let's be fair we got we got up in the hype but like D'Angelo Russell maybe hasn't come along as far as I want him to um I've completely lost a, I've lost a lot of hope I wouldn't say completely lost hope on Julius Randle but I think that he he just isn't going to I be your stud he's I not your anchor Nance Randle kind it of. is <laughs> Julius, Julius Randle is is a fourth starter in this league he's he's a starter in this league and Nance is going to be uh, at best at best a bench player we'll see We'll see. No, it's just that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Dave's we'll got see. no what, argument. What just are your we'll expectations see. for the Lakers, Ricky? My expectation is that they keep the pick, everything's all right in <laughs> Lakerland. And then what's going to happen in the next season? That's what we're saying. Like, the next do, you, season, do you still expect playoffs? Even, I, like if they say they no, get Lonzo Ball, no. when is when is when is the Lakers will make the playoffs in the blank amount of years? Two to three years. At so the least. Yeah, I mean, and okay. it's all the thing I think about with the Lakers, let Luke Luke Walton, I almost called him Luke Wilton. Luke Williams. Call yep. Luke Walton, let him do his thing. Just let him do his thing. Yeah, I think if they get lucky and get the one or two though, I mean it helps them so much. Being able to get Fultz or Ball on this team mm-hmm. with uh Luke's coaching, I God, that would be awesome for them. But I still think they're missing it's more than one piece at this point for this Lakers team, and because of those bad contracts, I have concerns. So it's a you need a combo of a great pick up top. You need to nail that 28th pick with somebody who's going to contribute off the bench. And then it's it's pray to your gods that Paul George wants to come home. I think that's really their only hope. And now we're going to go to bold predictions. Ricky, I know you're you know kind of yep. uh, what, what's the uh, what's, uh, itching. Jones in yeah. for this one. Itching, itching for this part. Uh, <laughs> tell us your bold predictions down in the comments below. But Ricky, since you are the conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. on, this, uh, on this podcast, what do you think is your bold prediction that's going to happen on the draft lottery? I'm going to say either Minnesota or Dallas gets the number one overall pick. What? Why Dallas? What? Dallas, just because it's with one a, of those things. With a 1.7 Dallas, chance. Dallas, it's one of those things. All of the comments in the last mock draft, we need a point guard. We need a point guard. Bold prediction. Get your point guard. Fultz or ball. Take either or. Mark Cuban's got some luck in those you shorts. Get, you get it. Uh, I don't think the so. Other, I think the league the doesn't like him one, too much. Minnesota's the kind of one I'm leaning more towards because... You mentioned, well, they do have higher odds. Well, you mentioned it where it's like, oh, well, if New York got the first overall pick, if the league was looking at, huh, young team that we want to do well in this league mm-hmm. that has potential, give them another overall pick and get a better point guard than they got last year. It'd be year. very Euler-esque because you look mm-hmm. at that with uh, three three number one picks on the mm-hmm. team, very uh, Edmonton Euler-esque. Dave, what's your big bold prediction for the NBA draft ladder? My bold prediction is that I still kind of want the Hornets to take that one. I think that'd be awesome. Pelicans? Yep. How perfect would that be? You you add Boogie, and then you just completely screw over the Kings. I mean, the Hornets then, are still if there. If only the Kings and, are the second pick. and that <laughs> Because then it goes to Philly. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are sounding like me. That would just be vindictive <laughs> to that point. But no, I, I think that that, because I want to see a team that's close to the playoffs, like that one piece away, and I want to see yeah. how much... 
adding a top talent like a Mark Alfalts, like Alonzo Ball to that team, like could mm-hmm. that push him over the top for like I, a rookie? Could you imagine if if the Kings got the two, Philly got the three, and then the Lakers, the Lakers fell out? No, the Lakers well, can't get four. That's what I'm Boston saying. The Lakers got four. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Boston so, in four. But the Lakers would fall out. And that would mean Philly Double would have two, three, five. and then wherever they'd be out of the top three. The lottery hurts my head sometimes, <laughs> and that's why I'm saying my bold prediction on this is that it's going to stay chalk. Again. Oh, you got back boring to, yeah. Back to back. What? What? My bold prediction is going to stay chalk. We need some spice. My bold prediction is going to stay chalk, and my prediction for the number one pick overall, it's going to be Boston. I think Boston's going to get it. 25% chance, and I like my odds because yeah. it's the highest. I just I just don't want to hear Boston fans bragging about how they uh, made it to the, you know, Playoffs so deep, number one seed, and uh, guess what? We're still rebuilding. Get the number one pick overall. <laughs> I like Boston and Brad I just, Stevens. I don't know if I can take that much Boston. I like Boston and Brad Stevens. Who do you think is going to get the number one overall pick? Yeah, it's probably Boston. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to go mini, Minnesota. Number one overall pick. smoking something. Tell me who I you want think. Philly. Can tell you just us, give me Philly? Tell us your bold predictions in the comments down below. Is it as bold as number one to Minnesota? Uh, and also tell us who your number one pick is yep. uh, down in the comments below. But let's move on to the San Antonio Spurs and Golden State Warriors. And the question we are phrasing is, can the San Antonio Spurs upset the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals? It's official. These two are matching up. Can the Spurs do it? They weren't able to get here last year as the Thunder were. Dave, looking at it, can the Spurs do it? I, I don't think so. This is this is a hard one, though, because, like, I'm sorry, Golden State walked through the first two rounds, and they haven't had a head coach. I don't think walk is the right verb. They, they moonwalked. They 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 pushed them down. They just they just like poked them. That was it was like the finger poke of death. They strutted. Remember that in WCW? Yeah. They just finger poked to death. They used yeah. no effort. Fell on. No yeah. effort was. I mean, it, it was kind of dirty. And the thing with the Spurs is like you you lose Tony Parker, and you have Kawhi who sat a game didn't need him apparently to knock out the Rockets. But if he tweaks that injury again. He could be out for another game. Mm-hmm. You need Kawhi in there. I think they can win two games. I don't think they can win four games in a best of seven. That, that's where I'm lining on that one. One game. And that's going to be a rough That's a rough series for the Warriors. One game. Wow. Why one game? It's Warriors in five. Why Warriors in five? Because to me, this Warrior team, they have the firepower. We They're are just set. so good. We are set yeah. for the Warriors and the Cavs and the Spurs. This is what we wanted to see. Like at the beginning of the year, I remember saying, well, I'd love to see the Spurs, but the Clippers are going to be there. That's what I said. Remember that. The, I said the Clippers were going to be in the Western Conference Finals. The Spurs yeah. just shut down James Harden. James Harden. I don't know. Like Had his power okay, stolen okay, okay. by the Monstars. Without the thing, Kawhi Leonard the thing and Tony with, Parker. The thing with the Rockets. Space Jam 2, Monstars. James Harden's powers were stolen. That one. That one's a dual-sided coin, though, because, yes, the Spurs, you got to give them all the credit in the world for doing what they did. No Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. No, no Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard in that no game. No Tim Duncan. And, well, no, yeah, and no Admiral as well. But well, Tim Duncan what, actually played last year. What Sorry, Coach guys. Coach Todd was able played. to do with that team, without Leonard and without Parker, but on the other side, James Harden no-showed in that game. Choked in the biggest way. He's had way. a really bad series, though. Choked the entire in the series. biggest way when his team needed a most. You also can't give the Spurs and credit for winning 114-75? to 75. Oh, No, I'm, I'm saying it's it's a dual-side coin. Really? I'm going to give the Spurs respect, but at the same time, I cannot sit here and say that James Harden didn't choke. And that if James Harden would have played better, I'm not saying, oh, the Rockets would have won for sure, but it would have been a closer game. Another thing... It's also in the game before that. Ginobili had a great block. Great job on Ginobili. But James Harden, could you maybe have a little quarter wear and to know that Mono's behind you yeah. and get the well, shot up a little quicker? That's the thing. He's just used to people in front of him yeah. flopping into him. Yep. He's just used to or leaning him, into the foul. Him being behind them and kind of riding them. Like Jump a on bowl. the back, yeah. calling that a foul on but, them. Yep. I think five is ridiculous. I, the Spurs is it are— though? Like, no, yes. this Warriors team is too good. I think, it mo- I, think, I think it's more likely to go to seven than it is to five. Because looking at this, Kawhi Leonard, if healthy, mm-hmm. he is one of the best players in the league, and there's no denying that. Yep. And, yes, you have Curry, you have Thompson, and you have Durant, and you have Draymond Green. But also talking about Curry, talking about Thompson, those two have gone cold in the playoffs before. If we but want it to doesn't talk about, matter they got Kevin because Durant. you have Kevin Durant. And but then, if all but fails, then, you play but ISO then, Durant. No, but, okay, and who is he ISOing on? Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, who is one of the best defenders in the league. Which so, opens up shoes. So, but look Sorry. at the matchup of Kawhi versus... Uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge can Durant. show up. 
Yeah, every Kawhi, once in a while. Every like once Kawhi, in a while. This time he's going Kawhi up against Draymond Durant, Green, not what? Ryan Anderson. Okay, but <laughs> that's a big LaMarcus is also bigger. And yes, Draymond, Draymond Green is good. Yes, and so is LaMarcus Aldridge. Didn't so LaMarcus Aldridge wins a couple battles, and Kawhi beats Kevin Durant, which he can do because he's better than Kevin Durant. I would say that he's a better player. I would say he's a better my, all-around player. He's not a better scorer. Okay, but Kawhi Leonard's the second-best defender in the league. Yep. So I'm pretty sure that's an even playing field right there. It's pretty close. I would say that if you have the best Cur- scorer if, versus the best defender. If Curry, if Curry and Thompson combine for two of twenty, which they have done for three before, which they have done this season before, yep. they can be shut out. I mean, they can they can lose a game and they can lose two games. I'm the one saying they could lose is two. It, is it possible? I'm still arguing on the fact. Is that the it possible just... to say that the Spurs can play better than an A plus game? Like, is there anything higher than yeah. that? Because yeah. that's what, plus. because that's, that's what they would need. In order to beat the Warriors in this series, I, I think, think you guys are being dramatic. I, I think, well, to me, there's the two is ways. To chain them together. You have to win four games out of seven against it. the there's Warriors. Two, I'm not saying they'll happen. win it. There's I'm saying it's ways. more likely to go to seven. I think it's going to go to six, mm-hmm. and I think the Golden State will. six. Yeah, but I'm saying I think it's more likely to go to seven yep. than it is to five. There are two ways this no. series goes Warriors in five or Warriors in six. And I'll even go ahead and say this there's a better chance of this series being a Warriors sweep in four than a Warriors win in seven. Because are you giving you know, any chance to the Spurs team? To win it all? No. Because, you know, let's let's just remind ourselves that they can of, get it of, to five, may, maybe six. Let, but I'm going to say Warriors and five. Let's real quick remind ourselves of the only time that mm-hmm. that the Golden State Warriors and, and San Antonio Spurs were at were, were near full health because say, KD say wasn't it. even playing. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. well, just a small part of that offense. Well, hold on, then let's, let's <laughs> take it the whole time because KD wasn't playing the first game as well. The first game of the season, Spurs won 129-100. Yep. Curry, Thompson didn't all, show up at all. That was also when the kind of Warriors team was still gelling together. Okay. Um, and they, then are, you they, also have, have, they have gelled. I don't know about that. But looking at the season matchups, obviously the first game, uh, like you were mentioning, Dave, you know, uh, Durant put up uh, 27 points in ISO ball. The yep. Spurs still won that 35 points from Kawhi Leonard. And, and I know Ricky was mentioning that you know the Warriors were still gelling then, which I, I still think they're gelling as a team because you even look at that. You look at that Miami team uh, back when the, the, the big three got together and they couldn't put together in the NBA Finals because they weren't fully gelled. It took them a while early in the season to get gelled. But then even when it came to the NBA Finals, they, they they didn't win then because of the, the the Mavericks that that was a team that was fully put together. So yeah. I'm not saying that the Spurs are going to upset them, but then again, you go back to the next game that they played. Uh, the, the Spurs won 107 uh, 85, but that game doesn't count because that's when uh, <laughs> that was the, the crazy game where Ian Clark put up 36 points. So you can write that one off completely. And then the game that really closed it out was the one that where you can say that you know. The Warriors have gelled, but that was also when the Warriors were gelling without Durant, and that's when they were on that winning streak. Correct. When they uh, won one ten to ninety eight, so it's hard to see all of them at their full force because we haven't seen any of the games. But when you look at the game that they lost, the Spurs, that is, um, Tony Parker put up zero points and he's not going to be playing, so it's pretty much a, a wash there because he didn't add anything to that team. And Patty Mills is going to get more playing time and more shots up. Then you also look at uh, Kawhi Leonard. He wasn't hitting his shot. he, shots. He went 0 for 5 from 3. So if Kawhi's on and Kawhi was doing what he did in the first round against Memphis uh, and, and, and taking over that series, if he does that, that's why I think he could you know, take this to at least three games, and it's more likely that he would do that to take it to three than one, like you're saying. I think that it's the complete other side of he would need to do that so much that he possibly cannot because this Warrior team, take one of them away, you still got Steph, you still got Clay Thompson, you still got Draymond Green. They have too much firepower on this team to where if we had an entire team of Kawhi Leonard's, then sure, mm-hmm. they have a chance to win the series. But, but LaMarcus showed a lot of life there in that, in that Rockets series. He, he showed a lot of life. The Rockets don't have a power forward, though, on the same say, caliber as Green. Once an A went out, like there was no balance. Like Clint Capella is not an equal to what Draymond Green can do. But then again, is Zaza. You know, how much of a reliability is Zaza going to be? Because, you know, yes, they have the four there. But so LaMarcus, watch out for but, Paul Gasol, guys. But, but Paul Gasol is <laughs> Seven again. Paul Gasol is still a decent player. I mean, Paul Gasol isn't isn't great. I mean, I he's not. He's mobile. the worst player on the on the court, though. But and, but look at Paul. I mean, he could still score. Yeah, and, still and going up against yeah. a guy like Zaza, I mean, that's nothing that. And, and, and usually they play Paul at the five. I'm uh, forgetting uh, about the Warriors. They can play Paul nothing. at the four too. I mean, they could they can switch they that around. I know. Um. So I mean, that's something where they could get the matchup of Lamarcus on Zaza, and they could beat that up. So and look, if there's any coach who can get the most out of you know role players stepping up in a game, it's Pop, and we've and seen old him. Pal. 
and, and we've seen and what Mandel. he can do. I mean, like Jonathan Simmons has been a beast this postseason. When they need him to step up, he does. He great scoring off the bench. They've gotten Dwayne Deadman too. Deadman this whole year has been kind of a surprise. Like when he was in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know, D League, and it was just like, nah, this guy's not doesn't got it. Comes in, and he's great backup, and he, he he has a ton of energy off the bench. And what I think has been kind of the biggest upside, and I know I talked about it a little bit before. The playoffs, with my concerns for the backcourt, even before uh, Tony Parker's injury, was like, how much does uh, Manu have left in the tank? And because of his limited minutes throughout his career, being like a primary six-man for recent years, like he still does have it in spurts, and he is able to provide so much to that team. And we see DJ come out. I know he's a rookie. I know he hasn't had a lot of playing time, but he can perform really well. But when you're going up against the best backcourt in the NBA... I don't know if you can stick with them for 48 minutes. Well, Patty Mills is a decent backup. Patty Mills yeah. is not a bad backup. Patty Mills then, is going to get paid. And yeah. then also, you look at Danny Green, he's a fantastic defender. So, Pretty I good, mean, yep. you, you look at that, and, and again, I just go back to the Steph Curry and Klay Thompson thing. And, and Ricky, I know when we did our NBA reactions, this was mm-hmm. something that you always said. Like, well, the, when, when the Warriors lost a game to the Cavs, it's something where, you know, Steph and, and Clay couldn't hit their shots. They couldn't make their shots. Mm-hmm. So, that's something where. But they didn't have Durant. But that's 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 when I go back to Kawhi. Then it's Kawhi versus KD, and I would take Kawhi for most of that. That's why I, I think when you mm-hmm. when you add the Durant thing, that's why I don't think the yeah, Spurs I mean, can win. Well, and you also have to think of this: just having KD there, this Warriors team is not the same Warriors team that we saw last year. There was more pressure on Steph Curry on Klay Thompson because there wasn't that superstar are, are you like saying Durant Kevin playing Durant's there. a slight upgrade over uh um, slight can't upgrade. hit the side of the barn a slight upgrade just, just Harrison a slight Barnes. one yeah no can't hit the side of the Harrison barn Harrison can't hit the side of a barn yeah. is what I should call him I think we got the reference yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh sick of that yeah Kevin Durant though <laughs> just by having him on the court takes pressure off of one of the greatest point guards, possibly the greatest point guard in this game today, uh, and then one of the best but, yeah. shooters in this game today in Clay Thompson. They're the, best, I mean, the best three point shooters in the game, and that's honestly the biggest thing for me is like, I, I on the court, yes, the the Spurs are at a loss when it comes offensively. Like they can get great individual performances out of guys and keep up, and that's why I think they can take games. And the big reason why they're gonna be able to do that is because of the coaching advantage. Mm-hmm. Because Steve Kerr isn't going to be there when something goes wrong, or to stop one of those streaks where you know the Golden State's out, looking like they're out mm-hmm. in a, out of the funk, they're in a groove. Curry's not feeling it. And Steph or and and Kerr has been such a good coach with the early timeouts to make sure his players don't get upset, they don't get like set in a bad funk. And the thing with Steve Kerr is like his his rotations haven't always been ideal for the team. And I feel like he kind of found a groove at the end of the year, but. I'm wondering if one thing goes wrong, if Mike Brown's going to be able to make the right change up for them. Well, that's one thing, too. I mean, you you hope that Mike Brown, you know, being an assistant coach, being through Kerr, kind of planning out those rotations, getting the feel of it, if he has picked that up and has kind of brought that in. Because you do look at the Jazz. The Jazz were a fine team, but they didn't have players like Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have the coach like Pop. Uh, and, and you look at that, and, you know, can they really put that all together? Um, Ricky, would would you say that yeah, I, like what, what what would be the one way the Spurs can win? Because you're you're dead set Warriors winning against injury. One of the Warriors gets one or two of them get injured. Outside of that, is there something no. specific? Nothing no. at all. I this Warriors team, like it's part of me wants to say so badly that this series is going to go to seven because I have ragged on these playoffs for not having the most entertaining games, especially with the Warriors and the Cavs, especially what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're both just running through teams. In and, the West in general, yeah. Yeah, and it's. I would love this series to go to seven, but the Spurs, I feel like they're running into a buzzsaw and they'll get a, a game or two at most. So the question was, can the Spurs upset the Warriors? I think we're all dead set on no. Just final question here, looking at this. Is this the final kind of curtain on the Spurs? Do they have to kind of reset the team? Do they? Because obviously you have Kawhi, but then with you know Tony Parker going down, we don't know the severity of his injury. If he's how long he's going to be out, it doesn't seem to be guard set in place there. Lamarcus has been shaky. He was really good to end that the Houston Rockets series, mm-hmm. but then looking at that, Paul Gasol's in your starting lineup. Do you think the kind of window is closing on maybe you know retooling very soon? Do you think that do you think we might see a switch in personnel in the Spurs coming up, especially if they lose in five to the Warriors? I want to say no, only because like the positions of need, like the Ginobili getting older, Tony Parker's injury, how he's going to come back um, if he does, is one of the things 
there's got to be a veteran out there that'll take a minimum just to play with the Spurs yeah, because Weston, of Coach yeah. Pop. <laughs> Derrick Rose won't take play. a minimum, but he'll take exactly. a cheap contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if they're gonna, you know, it might be the move to get him as a backup point guard. But honestly, I think like you could put Kawhi Leonard and five and four other D leaguers out there, and Pop will put him at fifty wins. I mean, two of them, Dwayne Dedman and Jonathan Simmons, right there. So <laughs> there you go, uh, Ricky. How would you feel with uh, Derrick Rose and Spurs colors? Uh, I mean, two former I think Two former Bulls and Paul Gasol and Derrick Rose. Well, Paul Gasol kind of a half ball. Yeah, he might be gone. We, we should have traded yep. him. Should have traded him. But I mean, the biggest thing that the Spurs could do this offseason that would help them is draft Josh Hart in the end of the first round. It'd be interesting. Our, mm-hmm. our uh, my Malcolm Brogdon award winner, and uh, I mm-hmm. think we all had him in the running. I it was like, just, he was yeah. my number two, right yeah. behind. Uh, Right behind Goss. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Tell us, do you think the Spurs can upset the Warriors in the NBA playoffs? But we're moving on now to the Toronto Raptors and Kyle Lowry in that situation because Kyle Lowry has now declined his player mm-hmm. option. He said he's a free agent. Uh, so not only are we going to be talking about uh, you know where he can land, I want to start off this conversation talking about Kyle Lowry and really what he is valued at because Kyle Lowry, I, in my opinion, is, an, is a top point guard in the Easter Conference. And, and looking at point guards in general, I mean, they're so valuable. Mm-hmm. And we saw the contract that Mike Conley got. I mean, how valuable is a player like Kyle Lowry, Ricky? He's a starting point guard. Like, he's a guy that you can go out and say, I am confident as him in my starting point guard. And I kind of feel like that's a slap in the face just to say it like that. Yeah, say it, it, it's but a little. He's, he's a guy where it's nothing like, oh, I'm bringing him in to be my backup. No, you're bringing him in to be your starting point guard and to be one of the guys that contributes to your team to the goal of winning an NBA championship. And then Dave, looking at this, you know, obviously he's very important, like Ricky's saying. He's a guy that you can push towards an NBA championship. I mean, he's a two or a three. I mean, when um, he's not being a trash bro in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, a trash bro. I like you know, that. if you if you have a, if you have another star player, if he's not your number one option, I mean, he can be a, a really good right, oh, yeah. number, number two option. Yeah, so, absolutely. So looking at this number two and number three option, I mean, obviously very valuable, like Ricky's saying. Um, how much does this hurt the Toronto Raptors if he does not resign? It does not come back to them on a better deal for him. Oh, it's huge! It's absolutely huge because, well, we've watched uh, Demar Derozan just become one of the most efficient mid-range shooters since Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Like. It's really been a lot of Kyle Lowry facilitating, making everyone else around him a better player that's allowed DeMar to kind of build up himself, build up his game. And the one thing that I think is, like, if you take Kyle Lowry out of there, I know we watch for a stretch of games with DeMar Rosen without Kyle out there, but I think in the long run it would be a huge negative for this team and it would be a huge negative for, you know, it will be a step back for everybody else in that roster. Even if he comes back on a large, like a max deal contract kind of a thing, like that might eliminate some other options for them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it puts them in a really tough position, but at the same time, he has earned the money, and I don't want him to take less money. Yeah, I don't want him to take less money at all. I mean, he deserves to get paid. I mean, yeah. $12 million for a guy like that, mm-hmm. he's, especially he's earned, who's 31. And the thing is, like, yeah, he, he never has like gone a season without getting better. It's always been, he's like the opposite of what po- most people expect. Is like, oh, well, you hit your prime at like, you know, 25 26 and that's who you are for the rest of your game no mm-hmm. no, no, that's not kyle lowry kyle lowry's gotten better and better and better the longer he's played so it's kind of kind of a weird case yeah i mean he's getting better and better and that's the thing that i i really i, I i'm more i mean it's kind of like isaiah thomas too where but in, in less of a case because kyle lowry was a role player and he was you know and then he became a starter but he wasn't a great starter but then, as he, you know, like you said, he got older, he got better and better. Whereas A. Thomas was kind of forced into a star role, and then he just completely thrived. Um, but again, looking at this, I mean, this whole thing. I mean, Kyle Lowry can change a franchise. I mean, he mm-hmm. can take your team to that next level. And we talked about in the draft lottery um, scenarios that you know Philadelphia could be a team that you know could just be a playoff team. And that, that's the thing that I want to get to because Jake Neverman on Twitter was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, yo, this guy's from Philly, went to Nova." Could Kyle Lowry fit on the Philadelphia 76ers as one of the the places that I'm throwing out? I kind of feel like just saying like the whole, hey, he's from Philly. We also said I mean, that— I we did that about Paul George. We, well, mm-hmm. it's and one, Kevin Durant. We also said that, hey, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, he's from D.C., going to go to the Wizards. Derrick Rose from Chicago. Oh, he's a free agent, guys. Oh, wait Hold a second. He's Kevin Durant knew the dysfunction of that team, although they are where <laughs> they at right now. Knew the dysfunction of that team and didn't go there. I ain't going to the 76ers does Kyle Lowry no help. And it's one of the things where the draft lottery for the Sixers, because you mentioned that's why I'm going to harp on it a little bit, 
the draft lottery is going to dictate what the 76ers do in free agency because if they get, like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast, if they get two picks, if they get th- the like swap and they get the higher pick because of the Kings, you can look at it to where, oh, no, we can get a point guard. Like if they get the first or second pick, no, we got faults or ball. We don't need to spend the money on a Kyle Lowry. Or even if they go, hey, we're at the blah, blah, blah pick, we can get a De'Aaron Fox. We don't need to spend the money on a Kyle Lowry. But they do have a lot of money in Philadelphia. They do have money. And, and I mean, I don't know, would you, looking at that, you know, let's take away the rookie for right now. Mm-hmm. Looking at uh, Joel Embiid, Dario Sarge, Ben Simmons, and then Kyle Lowry, does yes. that make them a playoff team? It TLC helps. also. It and, helps. And Rocco. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you've got a bunch of guys who can contribute. Can't, I can't wait to the comment section ripping on the T, the TJC. TLC. The, or TLC. I say, who who you think I'm talking about? I thought you were talking about TJ McConnell. Cabaret. I thought no. you were talking about TJ McConnell no. for a second. I apologize. No. No, I'm talking about the guy who actually <laughs> can shoot the ball. But And that's what they need. And I think the problem with uh, mm-hmm. my problem with seeing Kyle Lowry uh, potentially going to the 76ers is the timelines don't match up. You have a 31-year-old point guard or on a team of a bunch of kids in their early 20s, and I don't think that he wants to go there to mentor a bunch of kids to make a playoff effort in the next three years. No, that's to win not, a championship. Yeah, I'd say that just, I can't see that lining up with his vision going from a known, known commodity in DeMar DeRozan and these Toronto Raptors, continual playoff perennials, Versus the unknown of guys who haven't played a game. Ashawn, what do you what do you want? You're, I'm you're, hands, you're dancing. No, but, but does he want to win a championship? Yes. Because no, but no, what I want to ask is is you know with how old he is, is he more worried about the money? Because this would the, be his first max contract. This is the thing. He's, he's only he, probably he's denying this this option mm-hmm. because if he if he took this money, then the Raptors can still afford players. The Raptors can still bring in players. I mean, Kyle Lowry for twelve million. That's, that's your second piece. That's a bargain. So now he's doing this for the money. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that he doesn't want to win a championship, but also maybe he does see the fun in possibly you know going to a team, mentoring, being in his hometown, seeing such a young team in, in Simmons and Embiid playing with a faster team. I mean. Do you think that it'd be smart? And with Philadelphia, with so many picks, I mean, maybe they do go after a player like uh, a Jason Tatum. I know people were loving the Jason Tatum, like loving the idea of Jason Tatum to Philly. Yeah. Say they draft a guy like Jason Tatum, and then with a ton of assets that they have, maybe they go and get just a backup, a young backup point guard to mentor under Lowry. Uh, do you? I mean, do you think that could be a possibility? Maybe they trade back into the first round and, and get a young point guard, or just draft a, a young point guard. Do you see that possibility? I. I- I don't like the only thing, and this is being like true Philadelphia, just what the fuckery. Like, this, is, this would be a Colangelo move, would be all right, so we're going to go get Kyle Lowry in free mm-hmm. agency, and we're going to trade our picks for more veteran players and push our window to right now for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I, could I see. wouldn't say it's no reason, but well, there's I no reason see. to rush the process. Well, it's you can look at it as one of our big concerns, Sean and I had in the first segment with them. If you think that the injury window with Embiid, especially you, Embiid, is a smaller window than once was, you might want to push that button. I That's what just, I'm saying. It's not as crazy as it may sound. But then if, if Philly's not the right fit, fit mm-hmm. if, if for Kyle Lowry, yeah. what place do you think could be the right fit for Kyle Lowry? Because, the Spurs. So we just talked about him. The Spurs. Who needs guard help? Well, and not the just Spurs. not just that. You have Ginobili off the books. This year, if I'm the Spurs, I'm sorry. If he wants to come back, no, I'm not. Like, really? I'll bring it no. back at like a veteran minimum. I'm not no. going to pay a fourteen. Pops, Pops going to get. I ra- what I rather do if I'm the Spurs, take the fourteen million that you paid Ginobili. What you said while we were in the middle of segments, go to Paul Gasol and say it's been nice. It's time for you to move on. Go and decline the option. That opens up about just over sixteen mil, and you can package that money. Along with the three mil you're going to save, or you're going to add to that from Patty Mills moving on and getting a big contract and getting Kyle Lowry, because we talked about it in the last segment. You have the the, the retooling uh, Kawhi idea. Leonard, yeah. no Kawhi Leonard locking down Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. If you can add another two way guard to lo- not lock down, but be that threat to Steph Curry and take out another 
player on that Warriors team, when you play them again, hopefully in the playoffs, it just helps your chances. I mean, I think the idea of Kyle Lowry to the Spurs is very interesting, but do you have any problems with Kyle Lowry to the Spurs? I, I got a couple problems with what he said about the Spurs, because I, I know the fans do, uh, and that's that's the disrespect to Manu trying, Ginobili. I'm trying to go with the money. Manu got paid for the first time in his career only because the 76ers threw a contract at him last offseason, mm-hmm. and he had been criminally underpaid up to that point, so I could see him coming back for like seven to nine million, probably not 14 again. Because again, limited minutes, but still, mm-hmm. don't don't disrespect him if it pops well, in. I no, would take the pops money. Like he's going to use him up till he's dead. I would, like I would take will the be money and throw course. it at Kyle Lowry before I threw it at Mano Ginobili. Pop I mean, is a loyal man to his people, and some, he's gotten everything he can out of them. There's something too. I mean, you can possibly get rid of uh, David Lee. His, he's got a pl- player yeah. option there if he, if he does want to get move on and, and see if he can get more money. Because I mean, he yep. wasn't awful. No, uh, he wasn't with, terrible with the Spurs. So I mean, Kyrie maybe he can get more money. Yeah, maybe he can you know decline that player option, go try to get more money somewhere else if paul declines that money he can probably possibly go get money somewhere else i mean that frees up about uh 17 you know who i hear is uh looking to give out money to people 76ers so you think no, the 76ers they need, more, is the best they need fit? another center no no i'm just saying like for paul gasol i was oh, laughing okay. about that like but, but go I'm, sign david lee and paul gasol talking, talking strictly <laughs> kyle, kyle lowry i think the six i think the sixers are the most intriguing pick because of the hometown story i think the spurs would be cool because of you know, we want to watch them get that one more piece mm-hmm. to keep challenging. We want that uh, that combat between the Warriors and the Spurs to continue on because I feel like what we're seeing is like we get short little bits of it, and I want them to be really competitive. I want this to be like the Western Conference showdown mm-hmm. for the next couple of years because I love watching Kawhi play. I love watching the Warriors play. It's just a matter of like I think we all know in the bottom of our hearts that Kawhi doesn't have enough mm-hmm. with him right now to put up a, a fair fight against them. So. I want to see something move to the Spurs. If it's not the Spurs and it's not the Sixers, though, I think he's just going to stay. I think he's just going to take the, take the free be, money and come I home. would say that the the Raptors, although Raptor fans are going to hate me to say this, I would not stay with the Raptors at all costs. I do would you think go he would, else. or do you think that they would be stupid to offer him um, a max? I think for Kyle Lowry, I'm looking at it from his standpoint, okay. why would I want to stay on a team that has proven – to like you mentioned, the Trash Bros, we can't they we can't even class. beat Cleveland, and it's one of those things we can't even get that far because we choke mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Why would I want to La- stay? Just last year, though, they took continuously. Deep in the series. I mean, none of us thought they would it win was it. Six but, games, but it's yeah, still and, two more games than anybody else. And, this year. And, and it wasn't really Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan that was the fault. No, the, why no, they lost? It was a great offseason signing since still, ever. Why would I stay here? If he stays in Toronto, mm-hmm. then it's because of what you mentioned. Money. Maybe it's because of the money. If he stays in Toronto, yep. it's because of the money. I think that his best bet would most likely be the Spurs, but depending on how things work, I honestly think that he needs to get out of the Eastern Conference. And I, part of me feels like it doesn't matter where you go because the Warriors are just as dominant was, as LeBron James. I was about to say, do you think it's interesting saying that you, you should go to the Western Conference to get some relief, even though you're like, no, the Warriors are going to get challenged in the Eastern That's Western why Conference I think finals. the Spurs, because yeah. if, if you go to the Spurs, the Spurs with Kyle Lowry have a better chance at beating the Warriors than any team in the East, even Boston, with Kyle Lowry. I, I think it'd be interesting. I mean, I don't think the t- Toronto's done. I mean, you, you just need something there where you need someone who could step up. And Demar Carroll can't stop LeBron y- you anymore. Need, and you need no, at some, all. It, it was one series <laughs> because of a system on the Hawks. That was it. Yeah, you need you need some small forward help. But Demar Carroll's gonna be on the books till 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. What an awful contract. Um, Jonas Valanciunas isn't bad. I mean, he's not he's not great, but he's not he's not he's not gonna win you a series. No, that contract isn't the contract. I mean, the contract's fine. For for the yeah. player he is, Serge is going to be uh, be off the books. Pat Patterson's going to be off the books. You look at uh, PJ Tucker; he's going to be off the books as well. So they're going to have the money there, um, yep. especially with Kyle Lowry getting rid of his twelve mil. So uh, and just you know, putting that back towards his contract. So I, I think it's going to be interesting uh, seeing what Do you happens. Think there's a wild card team who's going to offer. Well, the thing that I was looking at, and, and there's two teams that I was, I was looking at. One of them was going to be the Utah Jazz, but I totally forgot about the Gobert extension. So that just totally yeah. tossed him out of there. Um, the one team that I think could be interesting, uh, Danilo Gallinari has a, play, a player option. He would be denying that. And then you look at um, that Nuggets team 
maybe the Nuggets would be very interesting for to bring him over as a point guard because you look at Moutier, he wasn't that great as a point no, guard. You, no, you, he, you he definitely po- didn't step forward. Yeah, you need point guard help, and you, you, I mean, you have Jokic, who's fantastic, and a very, very cheap contract. I mean, you could toss money at him. Adding that could really bolster Jam- uh, Jamal Murray's uh, progression there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Wilson Chandler's a, a good player, and, and you know, having him as your starting small forward isn't terrible. Maybe he could turn into something like DeMar DeRozan, not saying he would. Uh, or being at that level, but could be something where Kyle Lowry is now the star, but you know mm-hmm. Wilson Chandler could help uh, bolster that. So I think the Nuggets are interesting, and the the final team I want to mention is, is the Minnesota Timberwolves because you look at that, what? they need point guard help. What? If they go that'd Jonathan, wild card. if they go Jonathan Isaac there, I think that'd be interesting. I mean, they have a lot of cap space, seventy seven mil mm-hmm. next year, and that's uh, you know that's with Brandon Rush off the board, uh, Shabazz Muhammad off the board. If they don't resign him, which they probably will, uh, Adrian Payne would be off the board. Uh, Amir Kapski, I don't know if they'll bring him back. Um, it, yeah, and I already mentioned Adrian Payne. So I mean, uh, and Jordan Hill isn't guaranteed for one four point eight mil. So I think it'd be very interesting. The most the, the most expensive contract they have uh, is Ricky Rubio, and there's talks about him moving. So I think it'd be very interesting to bring Kyle Lowry over to the Timberwolves. I almost made the joke of when you said, "Is there a wild card team out there?" I went, "Sure, the Bulls will be stupid enough to try to throw a max contract at him." I mean, would it be obviously stupid? that's a joke. Well, I'm just saying, hey, it's it be a really veteran. Stupid? It would be catastrophic to our team. All right, I want to I want to end but, this. I want to throw out one team that I think would be idiotic on both sides if he went there, and that's Indiana. Because it would be idiotic for Kyle Lowry to go somewhere that, A, is not going to compete with LeBron, and B, Paul George will be like, nah, we can't. Bye, Kyle, might leave and I'm year. gone. Mm-hmm. And it'd be dumb for Indiana to spend that much money on Kyle Lowry, although he's a good player. Spend that money when Paul George is probably leaving, anyways. Well, I think it's just—I think it's just—I I don't know if uh, the problem isn't you know Kyle. I, I, the problem isn't Jeff Teague on the team. It's the the problem well, is Jeff their backup. Jeff Teague's even an guard. unrestricted free agent this summer. So right, well, it, are they going to bring right. him back? That's interesting. I totally forgot about his contract. Mm-hmm. So I'll just oh, because George Hill—that's they traded Hill yep. for Teague, and mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. Same contract. Yeah. Um, I want to end it on. What is the most likely ending spot for Kyle Lowry, and which one would you want him to go to? So I think we're all going to say the most likely is Toronto. Yeah, I think he's going back. I I think this was purely just a money, and it's his only and best chance to get a max contract. I'm going to say both being the Spurs. Really? Both being the Spurs. I think the most likely is Toronto. I think the most interesting would be Denver because I think adding a player like that um, who can shoot from from deep, you know, had I think one of his highest or if not the highest uh, shooting percentage from three this year at 41%, was banged up, but still, I mean, this is a guy that's an all star. Um, I think adding him to that team would be very interesting. Not saying that they'll make any noise or big noise in the Western Conference, but I think they would be a very uh, interesting team, kind of like the Jazz were this year. But uh, that's going to wrap up this Kyle Lowry segment. I know we have a lot of Raptors fans, so tell us where you think Kyle Lowry is going to end up. Do you think he's going to stay with the Raptors? But that's also going to wrap up the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, again, don't forget to tell us what you think about Kyle Lowry, the draft lottery segments, uh, and and the Spurs segments. Uh, Also, if you're listening on Block Talk Radio, thank you so much for the download. We appreciate it. Don't forget to like this video. Don't forget to subscribe to Most Vital Podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ricky, that's a nice t-shirt you got there. It's a great t-shirt. Look at that. We got nice t-shirts and and hopefully coming soon. And if you want to see more t-shirts, head over to patreon.com slash mostvalable podcast because that helps us put more into the t-shirt designs and maybe more uh maybe different we've got t-shirt some designs. designs in the uh in the pipeline we got we got the the the, the membranes going mm-hmm. up here but we just don't have the uh the 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 backflow to mm-hmm. uh to push off those designs maybe a brock the cock one's coming maybe teasing one maybe. anyways for dave oster ricky Whitmer, i'm sean anderson we'll see you next time thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts